Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello there. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We're back. Back from vacay. Second show back. I'm feeling a lot better today. I've been double dumping on pseudoephedrine. We are ready to go. Let me tell you. Not to mention the Scotch whiskey. That's really helping. Uh, today is International Men's Day. So your drink, your beverage, recommended beverage for tonight's show will be a cock-sucking cowboy and your recommended snack will be the English delicacy known as a spotted dick. Thank you so much for joining us on International Men's Day. Skull! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I'm Boogie Bumper, your host. Hopefully for the next hour or so, we'll see how we go. My mind is going 100 miles an hour because, like I said, I'm full of drugs and alcohol. God damn, it feels good to be alive. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I also had a little sleep today when I got home. I don't know why I'm telling you this. This is very boring stuff. This has nothing to do with topical news of the day. Uh, happy International Men's Day, by the way, for everybody. For all the guys out there, the gents. Today is a day to uh, manspread, to get those testicles nice and loose. Air them out if you have to. I'm not wearing any pants, personally. Below the desk, it's just au naturel, because I'm celebrating Men's Day. In the way that men should. Which is gallivanting around, privately you know, in the secrecy and the privacy of their own home with the curtains drawn, of course, uh, naked from the waist down. So happy Men's Day, guys. Sorry, ladies, today is not your day. <laughs> We're going to go over. We're going to discuss the finer points of being a man, what it means to be a man in 2019. Because as we know, the lines between male, female, and all of all of everything that goes along with it are somewhat blurred now so we need i think we need to rediscover the man we need to rediscover maleism if we can make something up so thank you for joining us uh if you'd like to become a supporter of the show please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you'd like to talk to me about toxic masculinity then you can do so by following me on twitter at boogie bumper Lots of stuff to get through today, not just the mail stuff. I've also got some fun things from around the web. We're going to go back and re we're going to revisit, we're going to relive the magic of Alex Jones today. Um just yesterday, like so yesterday I went to I right now I'm suffering from chronic lack of sleep. Every single day I'm getting like two, three hours sleep at best. Um to be fair, it's like been happening for like a year, two years. Um on and off. So I've just got like permanent black bags under my eyes. Obviously, you can't see that. So uh, yesterday I woke up after about two and a half hours and I just did that thing where you're like, uh, picked up the phone, looked at the time. I'm like, uh. so I just like opened Twitter, like in a half, half asleep state, a half awake state, whichever one it was. And um, I saw at the top of my Twitter feed. So, you know, now on Twitter, on your phone, you can see when people are live on Periscope because Periscope and Twitter are obviously linked. 
and uh, Ethan Ralph was live. And I don't know if you know him or not. Uh, he hosts a show that used to be on YouTube and is now on DLive, I think, called Killstream. And I've never watched it live. I've, I think I've watched one episode in full. And that was a couple of weeks ago when he had a guy named Mr. Medicar on, who I think is fucking hilarious. And I watched that one. And so I just clicked on it. And they were playing an Alex Jones clip and I, I fucking, I was laughing my ass off watching this. It's, it's not Alex Jones's uh, rant of the week. It's Alex Jones's most awkward moment of the week. And I thought, well, I have to bring it to you. I have to show you. So thanks to Ethan Ralph for playing it because otherwise I wouldn't have watched it because it, it wasn't on Alex Jones's show. It was on the war room, which is the show after Alex Jones's show. And the thing is, I never get to watch The War Room because if you're going to have yourself an InfoWars day, if you're going to spend, you know, a chunk of time watching the InfoWars network, you start off with David Knight in the morning, who's like an older libertarian guy, very milk toast, very straight down the line. And that's fine. That's a good warm up. Then you get into Alex, which is, as you know, a train going 200 miles an hour where anything can happen. And once you get through with the Alex Jones show, I'm pretty much info warsed out. Like it's, it's like that's it. I can't do can't do any more Alex today. Can't do any more info info wars today. And so I never get to Owen Troyer in the war room after Alex because after Alex it's like you know mate it's it's like if you used to date uh, Kate Upton and then all of a sudden you're dating Kate Upton's uglier sister. That's the that's the relationship between Alex Jones and Owen Troyer. Why would I sit through three hours of Owen Troyer when I've just sat through three hours of Alex Jones? You know what I mean? So I never get to see it. So they were playing a bit of Owen Troyer and Alex was guest hosting on Owen Troyer's show on The War Room and as he does, just took over completely. And uh, Owen was so pissed, man. He was sitting there. He looked he looked grumpy. He looked like a sourpuss. And his answers... I'll, I'll show you the clip later on. We'll get to it. Trust me. And we've got... Plenty of other stuff to get through as well. Celebrating uh, International Men's Day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's kick it off with this, though, if, I, if we can. Uh, I shared this out yesterday. Just to, We're going to start off in Australia today. A little bit of what's happening down under. Uh, as you know, a lot of bushfires going on right now. Uh, the Australian firefighters, believe it or not, actually go over to California and train the Californian firefighters from time to time on how to fight. I think you call them wildfires. We call them bushfires here. Um, but the bushfires are so intense and there's so many of them that even though they're happening, you know, hundreds of miles away, uh, this is what Sydney looks like right on the coast. So it's a quick little news report. And I was in the city uh, a couple of nights ago working in the middle of the night and it smelt like, you know, that shitty smell that fireplaces make? Not when you're inside, but when you walk out onto the street and everybody's got their fireplace burning. You know that ashy kind of stink that attaches itself to your clothes when you walk around at night? That's what the entire city smelt like. No word of a lie. Inside buildings even. So you'd go into the lobby or the loading dock of a building and it would smell like that inside. It was just everywhere infecting everything. So I'll give you a little look here. It looked like fog, but it smelled very different. The unmistakable stench of burning bush. Sydney woke to thick smoke drifting in from a giant fire northwest of the city. Spring's blue skies turned thick, smoky grey. Yeah, it is. It's finding it hard to breathe. Enough for many, like here in Parramatta, to wear protection. Hey, but come on, let's be fair. 
the Asians always walk around with those surgical masks on. Have you noticed that? <laughs> All uh, like I think they think that everywhere is just as polluted as Beijing is. Because, uh, you know, you probably don't get as many Chinese nationals in your country as we do down here. It's very popular with Chinese nationals, either on holidays or people moving here or people hiding money that they have stolen from the Chinese government and the Politburo and seeking to invest it in real estate in order to give themselves a nest egg for when they can eventually escape the communist regime in China. But that's what, that's putting that to one side. One of the many reasons why there are a lot of Chinese people here in Australia. But they always walk around with those surgical masks on. So that could that just could be any other day. That could be footage from last week, from a month ago, from last year. It wouldn't make any difference. On the harbour, a cruise ship might have needed its foghorn. Hardly the picture postcard tourists were hoping for. Yeah, it's been quite clear during the week and now yeah, it's quite uh, thick. Ambulance crews were kept busy more than 50 call-outs just in Sydney, responding to those in distress or worried about what the smoke meant. We've responded to, to calls. Of what does it mean? What does the smoke mean? Hello, triple O emergency. Who do you need? Fire department, police department, ambulance? I don't know. I just want to know what the smoke means. Can you tell me what's the point of it all? What's the meaning of it? Is the world coming to an end? Is God angry with us? What does it mean? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> do, do you need a policeman? I just want answers. Damn it fire in an area where there isn't so, it isn't fire, it's just the wind's changed. Sydney's air quality wasn't just bad, it was off the scale. An air quality index above 200 is considered hazardous. This morning, every Sydney region was way over. The city was 291. To Laura, 10... 10. <laughs> 1,040. So if over 200 is considered dangerous... Then in Chalora, which is about 45 minutes away from me, I'm further out west. <laughs> you didn't have to buy cigarettes that day. You could just walk outside. <sighs> ah, that's the shit. And 40. Natural cigarettes. Parramatta, Parramatta. was 1581. Oh, oh prospect. 2593. See, that's, that's more my area because I live in a valley sort of on the outskirts of Sydney. So all of the pollution gets pushed over us uh, from the coast and just settles here and the wind can't get rid of it. So there's always more asthma, more lung cancer and all that kind of shit where I live. It's, it's a great place. And Rouse Hill, a whopping 2,974. That's almost 15 times beyond hazardous. And this is where the smoke haze is coming from, the huge bushfire in the Wallamine National Park, northwest of Sydney. It's out of control and expected to send more smoke across the city later this week. A southerly will drive it away this evening, but the smoke and heat will return by Thursday and linger through the weekend. Oh, and goody. that's not all. As well as that, uh, there's more. We've also got... Um... <laughs> Why are you laughing about this? <laughs> As well as people dying from asphyxiation thanks to the bushfires and the smoke that's covering the uh, the city like a blanket, <laughs> it gets worse. Something about the Australian mentality. It's like, I've tried to explain it before to people who aren't Australian. It's like, our best quality is also our worst quality. Australians traditionally like are very lackadaisical, very laid back about very serious things. 
And so whilst it's a good thing because, like, no one really panics, nobody really gets really upset. I mean, there's always, like, your little fringe activist groups who scream a lot and stuff, but they're, they're an overwhelming minority. The majority of the Australian population is like, yeah, what, what are you going to do? I don't know. It's like it's too hot to do anything, so who gives a fuck? But that's also our worst quality because the governments and the politicians and the bureaucracies know this, so they can just screw us six ways from Sunday and they know that we're going to go, yeah, but they're all they're all full of shit. They're all assholes. So what are you what are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Sure, the country is burning to a crisp. Sure, we're all going to die in a pit of fire. But hey, you know, you're all going to go sometime. Can I get a beer? Absolutely. Is that Paul McCartney? Good call. <laughs> Ebony and Ivory. Dust. That's coming from the drought-affected west. Dry thunderstorms too. Little rain, lots of lightning to possibly spark more fires. Yeah. Uh, I said this on the starting block. If you don't follow the starting block, then you're doing the right thing because it's a terrible show that I'm a part of. Uh, myself and my best mate Greeno host it once a week on Wednesday morning about, I don't know, 3.30 in the morning East Coast time. So the, the worst possible time to do a show. And um, I was saying on, on that show last week, we were laughing because, um, you know, whenever there's a bushfire, whenever there's a big fire, people uh, instantly jump on it to try and make some kind of political ground. And it annoys the shit out of me because they start talking about climate change, right? And the reason that it annoys me is because, hang on, you're the guys who say you need to trust the science. Like, we're science-based. We, we worry about the science. We think about the science. But you're not waiting for any kind of scientific analysis. You haven't waited for any kind of investigation. You haven't waited for any kind of report. You're just jumping on and saying, oh, it's climate change. But what if it was deliberately lit? What if there was a particular set of, you know, uh, qualifiers on that particular day that set the fire? What if there was no backburning? What if there was too much overgrowth? Oh, no, fuck all that. We'll just call it climate change and then accuse the other side of being anti-science. <laughs> so that annoys the piss out of me, that stuff. Um, I've, I've got a video here. We'll keep on Australia just for a moment before we get to the good stuff, celebrating maleism. This was sent through by Pinochet, the YouTube moderator. Thank you for this. I only just uh, got to look at this this morning. Uh, I don't know why he sent this through. I think he's a fan of the Bogan mindset. So there's this uh, YouTube channel, a couple of guys called The Chats, and they go around and interview people and talk to people and do little YouTube videos and stuff. And that, so they went to this festival and we're asking um, Australians at this festival what their best night ever is. Can they talk about their best night ever? Um, so I think you'll like this. <laughs> Makes me proud to be an Aussie when I see this shit. So let's have a look. Again, keep in mind what I said about, you know, the she'll be right mate attitude. The best thing about us is also the worst thing. This, this should put it into context for you. What was your best night ever? G'day, I'm Eamon from the Chats. We're in Gundawindi today. Gundawindi. We're going to go have a talk with the lovely people of Gundawindi and find out what their best night ever of their life. I love it. No expense spared. The little cardboard around the microphone. <laughs> carrying around. You've got to, got to uh, double up when you're carrying your drinks. So far has been... This is not a fucking game, people. It's not a fucking game, people. So how's your night going? We had our mate rally just four minutes into it. Two days old. 
<laughs> Here's a good country girl. Here's a good country lass. Um, the Chats are an Australian punk band, and I love them. Oh, there you go. I had no idea. Um, I was born in a country town, but I was raised in Sydney. So I was, you know, I was moved out to Sydney at a very young age, but I was, I was born in a country town. Um, but this, this would be your stereotypical country girl here in Australia. <laughs> yeah, look at these cunts, eh? <laughs> Cheap beer in her hand. She, she's smoking a cigar. That's a bit, I'd say that's a bit fancy, isn't it, Sheila? Isn't it, love? Where's your durries, mate? We had our mate rally jerk five minutes into it. Two right. days old, this cunt. Fuck me. Brand new V8 mix. 110 grand. 110 grand. Oh. Fucking drink driving, drug driving, driving without care. No insurance cunt. I just, no I insurance just cunt. Maybe a blue Yeah, she's a keeper. Yeah, the fucking rabbit eyes, mate. <laughs> Our women are so endearing. It's like I could never get excited about women in another country. You know what I mean? Because this, this, these are our women. Like, how could I possibly get excited about you know models in uh, Italy or the French girls, the girls of the French Riverina, or you know the blonde-haired, blue-eyed skiing types of the Swiss Alps, the tender beer-carrying German females. Even even the uh, the southern girls in the United States with that droll that just drives me wild. How could I how could I get excited about any of that when we've got this? Yeah, mate, bought a new fucking V eight. Yeah, right, two days old. This cunt, like a hundred and ten grand, eh? No fucking insurance. Like drink driving, drug driving, not a single fuck given. Wrote the cunt off, mate, eh? Fucking like that, mate, eh? <laughs> fucking go to rabbitos, mate. Ever, maybe the blue light in Noosa? Yeah, the fucking rabbit eyes! <laughs> what was your best night ever? Oh, look at me now. What's your best night ever? I did cocaine once. Once. I did cocaine once. That was my best night ever. <laughs> so it, seem, it seems like the majority of the nights are, you know, Kept at a at a certain state, which is uh, very flatlined, you might say. Well, you ever been on the fucking rums and just punch a cunt out? No, I'll punch you out, eh? What's the best night you've ever had? Yeah, I'll punch what, you with out. Grandma with a bit of sudoku and shit. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's a bloody good time. Just get out here, throw yourself, fuck yourself up, get drunk. I don't Bang know what's going on. Get drunk, mate. Fuck, skit shit, though. <laughs> Cleo's in the chat saying, okay, I'm getting very annoyed at Boogie because <laughs> Cleo's an Australian woman. I don't, I, you missed the intro. This is International Men's Day. So this is all about the boys today. So I'm presenting the best option of the Australian females. I mean, you can't complain with this kind of, this obvious evidence here, right? Do a burnout, bro. Do a fucking skid, bro. What's the best night you've ever had in your whole life? Many years ago, I broke my arm at a bayonet, so I wasn't drunk enough. What about you, mate? What's your best night ever? Lots of things happened. I got attacked by strippers and prostitutes and everything. I had a great time. Sounds sick. I'm fucking, I love to be your fucking dad. I'm fucked up. Probably leaked me mate's asshole. You leaked your mate's asshole. Yeah, mate. 
It was my asshole they licked. For a dummy. Hey, Dave. Tastes like corn. Like caramel. Like corn. Like corn. Yeah, it was like my asshole that he licked. Corn tastes like asshole. Yeah, get that on the meat job. Your teeth. When they go furry, when they go brown and furry, a man doesn't want you. So you got to keep it white. Fact. Brushing your teeth is good. Do you want to see me do two shoeys? Yeah. I just want to turn around and say... A shoey. <laughs> We've got shoeys. <laughs> Fill your own shoe full of alcohol and then scull it down in one hit. This guy's doing two shoeys at once. Oh, we're, we're a fucking cultural heartland down here, aren't we? God, I've got a tear running down my eye. You don't, you don't understand how proud this makes me to be an Aussie. <laughs> even, even though I'm a city slicker these days, this still like gets me right there. You know what I mean? It's special. Like, ah. Damn it. I remember uh, hearing a story years ago, uh, Oktoberfest in Germany, and there's little like unofficial tents set up for each country in Oktoberfest. So, you know, all of the English will kind of congregate in that tent over there and all of the Americans will congregate in that tent over there. And years ago they had to ban the Australians from congregating in a tent, in a single tent, because they they would get too drunk too fast and be too unruly. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes me proud to be an Aussie. I feel like breaking out into Waltzing Matilda when I hear that. I to my mother that I hope she's really proud of me that I could do two shoeys at once. I know she raised the winner. Oh, hey, I'll just come down here for a bit of a disco with me, mate. Oh, fuck yeah. We're going to get a drink of your black hats now and I'm going to sign out. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed whatever the fuck we just did. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for sending that through, Peter Shea. Absolutely wonderful. Um, that'll be the show notes uh, for the podcast website after the show if you want to get hold of that clip. Uh, just look for I'll, – I'll tweet the link out after the show, after it gets uploaded. So click on the Podbean link and it'll take you to the website where all the links are stored. Uh, one more quick uh, video here. Uh, one video. One more quick article here as we transition into celebrating International Men's Day, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Australia. Botched DIY penis enlargement earns Iranian entry into Australia. Yep. That's what we're doing down here. If you uh, illegally try to come from another country, then you'll be denied entry into Australia for the rest of your life. That's the standing rule right now. It's a zero tolerance policy. If you try to enter the country illegally and your refugee status is not confirmed, then you will you will be denied entry into Australia for the rest of your life. But this uh, industrious young Iranian has found himself a loophole. All he had to do was try to make his dick bigger. And we were like, we got to bring him in. We need more of this. We need more of these kinds of people here in, the, in this place. An Iranian man seeking asylum in Australia botched his DIY penis enlargement procedure and was granted entry to undergo pricey reconstructive surgery on taxpayer dime. We're paying for this guy's new dick. Happy International Men's Day, everyone. According to local reports, the man in his 30s who wasn't publicly named, don't worry, he'll be doing porn by the end of the year. If he's going to ingratiate himself into Western society, he will be doing pornographic films. 
The man in his 30s who wasn't publicly named tried to grow his member by injecting himself with palm oil and fell seriously ill, the Australian reported on Sunday. He was transferred from an immigration detention centre in Papua New Guinea to Australia last month for medical treatment that could cost up to, get this, $10,000. Ten grand to fix this guy's Johnson, according to the outlet. The transfer was made possible under Australia's controversial 2019 Medivac laws, which give doctors a greater say as to which sick refugees can come into the country from offshore detention centres for medical treatment. Medical evacuations can be refused on national security grounds. But here's here's something I want you to ponder, okay? If you're if you're a pro um, immigration kind of guy, if you're a pro mass immigration kind of guy, and you think it's wrong for immigration to be discriminatory in any way, which of course is an anathema in of itself, because all immigration is discriminatory. That's why borders exist, so countries can discriminate about who comes in and who doesn't come in, right? I mean, the United States is notoriously difficult. If you've got some kind of criminal record or something, it's very difficult to get into the United States. They'll turn you around at the airport and send you back. In this case, the man was reportedly involved in nearly 50 behavioural incidents while being detained in Papua New Guinea since 2013, including throwing boiling water on a security guard and punching another one who took away his pornography. Throwing boiling water on security guards. Despite the man's record, Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton couldn't block the transfer because of his limited power under the medevac laws, according to the outlet. So the doctors are now deciding, sorry, sorry, minister, sorry, elected official who is to decide on who gets into the country and who does not. Even though this guy has 50 a rap sheet as long as your arm and has thrown boiling water on security guards and punched them for taking away his porn stash, we're going to bring him in because he's the kind of guy that, you know, he's not a risk to anyone. He only injected palm oil into his own penis and assaulted people in the facility. <laughs> so we can bring him in. Sorry, Minister, you don't have any jurisdiction here. Isn't that horrifying? There's always a back door. They always find a back door, a roundabout way to get what they want. Supporters of the laws argued this transfer would have occurred anyway because of the seriousness of the patient's injuries and blasted the leaking of the man's medical records as unethical. Yeah, that's the, that's the concern here. That's that's the major worry that we've got to deal with here. So there you have it. Happy happy International Men's Day, everyone. Can't get into Australia? Fear not. Just inject some palm oil into your dick. Next thing you know, flying in first class. Get to go to a medical facility, get treatment uh, paid for by the taxpayer. What a life. What a world. All right. International Men's Day. Uh, A lot's made recently. A lot's been made over the last few years, five to ten years, about the gender wars. I think it's all pretty dumb. But here on this show... We are in favour of body positivity. We are a body positive movement. This little program with its little audience. Very cosy little audience tonight. That's another way of saying small, by the way. So so we're going to celebrate body positivity with this video that I found just minutes before we went live. The plus size model fighting for bigger men. 
Look at this. Look at this pulsating hunk of hot man meat, ladies. Are you getting turned on? I know I am. Let's celebrate International Men's Day with a real man, shall we? A real man trying to make it to the catwalk. There are plus size models that should be on the front page of your website with everybody else. Yeah, and I should be one of them. There are plus size models out there who need to be on the front page of every website. Guess what? I've, there's a plus size model right here. Isn't that convenient? We are beautiful. We are beautiful. This is kind of just everything that I pulled out of my wardrobe. Mm. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And as a, as a man, I'm going to put my hand up here. As a man, can I say that I'm a little skeptical of, I'm, I'm getting a little skeptical of a ma the male cred of a guy who has what looks to be more than 10 pairs of shoes and boots and perhaps maybe 40 assorted sparkling jackets in his wardrobe. Like, can I retake that for the men? I'm, I'm, I have one pair of shoes. One. I think I maybe have two jackets. That's all I need. If I need a jacket, there's a jacket. What do I need more than one pair of shoes for? I only need something to go on my feet. I don't need a range. I don't need a collection. I don't, I don't want to think about shoes. I just want to put them on and walk wherever, wherever the hell I'm going, right? I think if you're a man and you've got more than two or three pairs of shoes then you're already straying into dangerous territory as far as I'm concerned. Stunning and brave. For Fashion Week, this sweater I thought was super cool. My style isn't just based off of like one thing. I He's got a lot of Barbie dolls in his collection. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, alarm bells are ringing. <laughs> International Men's Day. I like metallics. I love textures. Fashion is something that's living. It's like that friend that you have that you can always count on to excite you. My name <laughs> can I give you my thoughts on what fashion is? This guy, in this guy's opinion, fashion is a friend that you can always count on to excite you. I say nay on International Men's Day. For me, fashion is an industry created to give people who have no uh, transferable, no marketable skills whatsoever something to do so they don't rob little old ladies on the street of their handbags. You know what I mean? Like if the people who were involved in the fashion, if the fashion industry didn't exist, then the people involved in the fashion industry would have literally nothing to do in modern society. They would have nothing to contribute. So I'm happy for fashion to exist because it keeps all of those people in their own little corner and they can talk to the they talk to each other they do shows for each other they do little fashion parades and little dress ups they talk about what's hot and what's not and 99% of the rest of society doesn't give a single fuck what they're doing as long as they're not on the street beating little old ladies and stealing their purses you know what i mean because without the fashion industry like what are you, you going to go for a job at the bank what can you do i can tape a woman's breasts together oh that's that's great you know, are you going to go to the mechanic and say, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to start as a apprentice mechanic? Sure. Um, do you have any experience? No, but I do have two dozen pairs of shoes. You know, I, I have uh, designed a sparkly jacket. Um, we, we wear overalls here. 
We wear overalls here. I, I've I've learned how to throw up uh, the perfect amount after I eat a meal. Do you think I would be a good fit here at the insurance company? Um, maybe we'll get back to you. Thanks for thanks for coming in and seeing. It's like there there is no other there's no other option for these people. Maybe prostitution, but that's it. My name's Tevin Evans. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I'm a plus size male model and stylist. The current men's oh yeah, do it, baby. Mm. Like I don't have a problem with this. I think fucking good on him. Um, I don't care if uh, guys like this want to be models and they want to be out there and they want to be flaunting. I mean, if you've got it, flaunt it. And this guy's got plenty, so you may as well flaunt it. So go for it. You know what I mean? I don't care. Where I have a problem is when guys like this aren't, they're not satisfied with their own crusade, right? If you want to make it as a model and be a plus-size model and have all of these weird personality quirks in the fashion industry, good luck to you, man. But it's when you turn around and say that I must think you're beautiful too. Like you have to change my attitude as to what is beautiful and what is not what is attractive and what is not. That's when I start to go, ah, now you're overstepping the line. Now you're out of your jurisdiction. Nobody cares if you're out there parading on catwalks because like I said, 99% of the population doesn't give a single fuck about the fashion industry anyway. But when that 1% starts leaking out into the 99% and starts trying to tell us what's pretty and what's not, what's fashionable and what's not, what we should be wearing based on what you think we should be wearing, that's when everybody else turns around and says, go fuck yourself. I don't want to know. I've got no interest in you. Go, you will not tell me what is attractive and what isn't. And I get it. I don't, I'm not a big fan of, you know, the size twos. I like, I like a size, between a size eight and a size 12 is like my happy place. You know what I mean? It's, it's got, to, got to have a little curve. Nothing wrong with a little curve. That's good, man. Love that. So not a fan of the size two. But um, this here, wow, it is straying into territory where it's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll have to try to find you attractive at this point. Fashion landscape is a rocky one. I'm, you know, one of those people that's working towards a greater common good, not just for plus size guys, but you know, black men and people uh -huh. of all shapes and sizes in yep. general. Plus size. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to make the world a better place and get paid. Cause I got to get my, I got, I got to get my folding bro. I'm just trying to make the world a better place and get paid for being a fat guy on a catwalk. Sounds like a good deal. Sounds like a great deal to me. Men are not just guys who want to wear sweatpants. We want to look good too. Piper Ohio in the chat says, I'm perfect. <laughs> not me. Her. She's perfect. There you have it, lads. If you'd like to get in touch with Piper Ohio, send her a DM at Piper. <laughs> She's perfect. She said so. I've been big my entire life. Fashion played a huge role throughout my childhood. Growing up, my mother always instilled, like, keeping up my appearance was an important thing. The way that I present myself to the world uh, would speak louder than the words that I say when I walk in a room. Right. So I am absolutely stoked for today. It's day five of Fashion Week. I've got a brunch planned with some of my close friends. Got a brunch. I mean, it's all action in the fashion world, isn't it? 
I've got a brunch and then I'm getting a facial and then I'm getting a manicure and then I'm heading down to the store and I'm going to look at some shoes and some jackets. I mean, I've got a full day. I've got a full plate. I, I barely got time to scratch myself today. I mean, you've got to work hard in fashion. You've got to do the hard yards. I'll be doing a consultation with a brand. And ah, consultation I'll be with a brand. Yes. With a fashion show. Yes. This is what I'll be wearing for brunch. It's super exciting <laughs> in the texture. Let's see if I can't do it. Sorry. This is, this, this is a terrible International Men's Day. <laughs> this is what I'll be wearing for brunch. It's funny, uh, my wife and myself, I forget where we were. We were somewhere where there was a lot of people. And one of the like early 2000s metrosexual guys walked past us. So he's like nearly 20 years too late for that flash in the pan trend. Thankful. Very thankful that it was a flash in the pan. And I said to my wife, you know, a lot of fashion is cyclical, right? So, you know, bell bottoms will come back at some point. Things that were old-fashioned will, you know, get redone and they come back. And I said, I'm very thankful that the metrosexual thing didn't take off because it went it went to a certain point. And once they started trying to sell men, like, skincare products and creams and manicured beards and tight jeans and stuff, I'm, I'm so proud as a man that the rest of us, the rest of our species – the rest of the group of men collectively turned around and said, nah, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, too far. Not interested, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we collectively, it's the only unifying thing that men have, really. The rest of the time, we're drinking too much and trying to hit each other. But we all collectively turned around to the small group of metrosexuals and went, nah, nah, not going there. I'm not having it. Sure's great. Hey. So we're in. It's the posse. It's the posse of plus size male models. One of my favorite neighborhoods in Brooklyn, Dumbo. And we're going to go have brunch at this super cool restaurant called Celestin. It was marked one of the most Instagrammable restaurants in the city. <laughs> no mention of the food. <laughs> oh, I'll eat anything, bro. That's not the problem. What I want to know is how Instagrammable is this place? What what is what are your selfie angles like? Is there enough natural light in here? Can I get a, a position next to the bar, next to the door, next to the fancy shit hanging on the walls for my selfie? Don't worry, I've investigated this place. Trust me, I've checked it out. I've taken photos at all corners of this room. It is the by far the most Instagrammable restaurant in the city. Oh, we've got to get there then. What's the food like? What do you care? You're just going to shovel it in anyway. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> so I got into modeling. I would post on my... Someone, someone invited me out for dinner, right? I like to eat. I'm a fan of eating. Actually, I have this theory that I know I'm getting old. Because once upon a time, I was obviously preoccupied with sex. I was, I was really interested in sex. Now, <laughs> and obviously now, as I'm getting older, I find my, my desires, my earthly desires, my lust, has transfer, it's transferred somewhat away from sex and to food. 
So now if like I was offered like a hot steamy night, I'd kind of be like, mm, yeah, but don't we have dinner reservations? I mean, this steakhouse, it's really hard to get in there. <laughs> We've been waiting a month to see this place. <laughs> I think that's, and that's when I woke up and I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting old. The, the belly starts to expand, uh, you know, as, as the, you know, the dick starts to get smaller because you can't see it over the belly. It's like, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> It's like, babe, I've got some new underwear. I've got some straps. I've got some leather and stuff. On International Men's Day, I'm like, yeah, but there's this buffet that's just opened in town. I hear they have a whole pig on a spit right there in front of you. They carve it off right there. <laughs> you could have sex anytime. We've got to be there for lunch. I mean, like, you could, we've got to leave in 15 minutes. I don't think we can get this done. <clears throat> Priorities, people. Instagram, just especially like barbecue pictures of my outfits. Someone like got a hold of one of my photos and suggested that I tag this blog in it, and <sighs> that blog reposted my photo. It got over three thousand likes within like, wow. an hour, which was absolutely insane. insane. I'm really excited to just be spending time with you guys because honestly, Fashion Week is fun and all, but it is tiring. It's nice. It's so oh, it's so tiring. There's only there's only so many brunches I can have at the Instagrammable restaurants. <laughs> I mean, I literally spent an hour trying to pick out this jacket today. I mean, it's great. If fashion week is great and all, but I mean, I mean, five days of this, wow! It's like working in the acid mines. You got to be dedicated in the fashion world to be around people that I actually like <laughs> and want to be around. Tev has been somebody who Mimosas. has supported my journey in big man's fashion the whole time. He's what made me. He's a big, a big man's fashion influencer. Big man's fashion influencer. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Who knew? So is he the guy who decides what the big men should be wearing or what the big men are wearing? He influences other big men to wear certain things. Not in that shirt, son. Not in that fucking monstrosity. That looks like a tablecloth from the 1950s, doesn't it? It looks like a tablecloth in the 1950s that your waspy mother-in-law, like your waspy mother would put on the table for the special occasion that you bring an Asian girl home. <laughs> Well, I just thought it looks a bit, it looks like it's Chinese or something. So I just wanted to make your, your lady friend feel at home. Hideous. He's what made me actually start doing uh, big men's fashion. If you look at most of the campaigns for any of the major companies that are made for plus size men, uh, the models are all the same. Uh, they have the same build. They're usually about six to they're stocky, but I wouldn't necessarily call them plus size. They don't have like my build, they don't have a lot of belly, and it's been that way for a long time. So Tevin is representing for Tevin. a lot of us guys who don't see ourselves reflected in the plus size industry currently. <laughs> Can I put this out there as a thought bubble? Are we are we able to entertain the idea that um there's a reason why obese men are not represented in the fashion industry very much as much as obese men think that they should be. Can I, can I put my hand up and just, just say, perhaps, is it possibly perhaps because uh, people who, you know, ingest fashion stuff 
aren't particularly, you know, their float, their boat doesn't get floated by obese men. Is that a fair thing to say? Oh, no, no. It's just prejudice. It's just bigotry. Right. Mm-hmm. Could it be that, um, you know, women don't necessarily get excited by the idea of morbidly obese men struggling and wheezing down the catwalk in revealing skimpy outfits? Like, is that a possibility at least? And they would say, yes, but that's because you've grown up with this with this healthism. You've grown up with this idea that not being obese can be attractive. But we're here to tell you that big is beautiful. See, you're, too, you're not enlightened enough to know what turns you on. You're too stupid to understand that morbidly obese is just as attractive as, you know, size six. You, you, you've got it wrong, sir. You need to be re-educated. Oh, okay. Whew, thank God. Thank God, we, thank God for the plus-size influencers on Instagram having brunch. Because I, I would have never have known what kind of a Neanderthal I am. I never would have known what kind of a backwards-thinking, archaic monster I was if it weren't for the Instagram influences on big men fashion. Happy, happy International Men's Day, everybody. Brunch was so good. I was super happy to be able to spend that time with my friends. There's so much to do today, and I'm amped What's he going to do today? Let's see what he's doing today. Oh, look. Skinny models. Tut, tut, tut. Tut, tut, tut. We're not interested in the skinny models. Sorry, sir. They, they all look fucking ridiculous to me. All of this fashion shit just looks ridiculous. Sorry. I know some people care and they go, oh, it's a nice jacket and that's a nice thing. I, I, I've never been, I've, fashion has never ticked my box. It's never tickled my pickle. <laughs> Lucifer in the chat. As long as he's empowered, that's what's really important. That's the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> A power brunch with the oversized plus-size influencers on Instagram. <laughs> Poppy Lane, thanks for joining us. I think that brands are doing diversity. In <laughs> Lisa says, I don't want a man with bigger breasts than me. <laughs> you bigot. You bigot. The hell is wrong with you? Don't you want to play with your boyfriend's titties late at night? Come on. In having models that have tattoos, having models that maybe have ailments, having models that... Ailments? <laughs> now we're straying into a whole new realm. <laughs> we, need, we, need more, we need more models with debilitating ailments. <laughs> because Lord knows, just because you're trapped in a hospital bed for 11 months of the year doesn't mean that you can't look your best for the doctor when he comes around to stick his finger in your anus. You know what I mean? You can at least wear a nice thong or something. Why don't you put some effort in? Just because you're dying of cancer doesn't mean you can't look spiffy from time to time. Take some pride in yourself, you disgusting disabled people. Jesus, if only we had more disabled models out there showing the way, carrying the torch. Then we might start to get some fashion where we really need it in the emergency room. Uh, aren't your conventional definition of pretty, but I think that we're still a far way from having models of color being prevalent on runways. I right. want to see so, so now it's just see how it's just seamlessly transitioned into models of color. 
I remember growing up, remember uh, Naomi Campbell was like the biggest supermodel on planet Earth. What about Tara Banks? Tara? Is it Tara Banks or Tyra Banks? I don't know. I forget her name. Obviously, because I'm a racist. Um, there's, there's always been models of color. Didn't John Legend just win the uh, world's hottest man thing? So don't give me this shit. Oh, we're a long way. We're a long way away from white society accepting models of color. Naomi Campbell was a name back in the early nineties. People like you have actually made it worse. You've regressed us further away by creating. It's like. I'm pretty sure that uh, people are okay with attractive black people, but that doesn't just that doesn't that doesn't cover the morbidly obese people who have far too many brunches, bro. You know what I mean? You know more black faces. I want to see you know more Latinos on the runway and Asians. Okay, well if you want, here's the thing: if you want to see more Latinos on the runway, then go to a fashion show in Mexico. If you want to see more Asians on the runway, go to a fashion show in Tokyo. Right? Then you'll see all Asians. If you want to see all Africans on a runway, go to a fashion show in the Congo. Because they're all Africans there. They're all Latinos in Mexico. I mean, if that's what you want. You know, I just want to see, um, I, I want to see more Asians on the runway. That Easy. Buy a fucking plane ticket. There you have it. Done. Problem solved. You see how you probably have to buy two seats on the plane, though. You know, the new regulations in air travel. And, I mean, you've got to be considerate to the passengers around you as well because fighting for that armrest space is a kind of a bitch. You will get two meals, though, which is a plus. Two brunches, two airline brunches. Maybe a little cordon bleu. I mean, it's even better the second time. So, I mean, what's to, what have you got to lose, really, besides 150 pounds? But whatever. There are plus-size models that should be on the front page of your website smiling with everybody else. Yes, Aussie Nick in the chat. Beautiful. Can, we, can we go to Hong Kong for the exciting street parades? <laughs> Absolutely. A friend of mine said last night that he's planning a trip to Hong Kong you know, uh, later in the year. And I kind of looked at him funny and I said, are you keeping up with the news at all? Is, is, is that the place you want to be walking around saying, I'm a Westerner with money. <laughs> I'm not sure Hong Kong is the hot spot right now. You may want to rethink your itinerary, mate. Amazing and talented. Talented. What I want to say to the world. Talented. I haven't seen any talent yet. Have you? Have you identified a talent here? Besides uh, being able to take selfies at a restaurant where you're having brunch, is that a talent now? It's first and foremost, talent picking out the right jacket to go with that shirt. Everything goes with a white shirt. Literally everything. Is that a talent? Well, I did pick out this nice pair of sparkly cowboy boots to wear with my jeans with the, with the rips and the knees. I mean, you don't learn that shit every day. You don't learn that shit in school. You're born with that. That's an inborn talent, folks. As a black man, you are powerful. You can do literally anything it is that you put your... Look at that. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
know I'm just a plus size model trying to fight for equality in the industry. I've had three lunches today and I'm feeling like I am leader of the pack. I just want to make the world a better place, you know? You know, it's hard out here, the fashion industry. I mean, it's like literally day five of the Fashion City tour. And I mean, I've been going to so many brunches. I've been picking out so many jackets, man. I just feel fucking exhausted walking up a set of stairs. You know what I'm saying? But we out here, we fighting for equality. I want to see more morbidly obese black men on the catwalk. On the plus side, this will, plus side, pun intended, on the plus side, this will provide a lot of employment in the fashion industry because I'll have to put a lot more steel under the foundations of the catwalk to make sure it can take the weight. Because I'm all about equal opportunity, baby. You see how I'm working this shit? Oh, yeah. Ladies, kneel before your Adonis. Kneel before your picture of male heterosexual fire and passion. Kneel! <laughs> Poppy Lane in chat. Come on, baby, suck my titties. <laughs> I'm fixing for some jiggling. Word to your moms. Look at that. Why even put the jacket on at this point? Why even bother? Mind you, you can enter an industry where you are not the majority yeah. and be a pillar within a that pillar. community. I want to be able to... You can be a pillar because we could rest an entire building like right on your head. <laughs> All right. Let me give you the other side. We are celebrating International Men's Day, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen uh, trying to celebrate the plus size model in today's very fickle uh, world of body positivity. So now let's go the other way. How about guys getting surgery to have six packs implanted in their abdomen? Oh yes, oh yes. Don't don't think we haven't. We're not ignoring the the skinnier guys. We're gonna fucking hit you too, bro. <laughs> to be, I'm I'm gonna ask you a question. This is gonna be a quiz. I want you to decide which is more annoying by the end of this one. Which do you think is the bigger problem? Because I think you'll surprise yourself if you actually think about it. Are you? Would you rather sit down to brunch with the oversized plus model uh, Instagram influencer at Fashion Week? Or would you rather sit down to brunch with a guy who does weights every day and then gets fake abs implanted in his chest? Because I know what I'd be rather be doing. Like I said, I'm more interested in food these days than I am in sex. I'm following the brunch guy. He obviously knows what he's talking about. I don't want to sit here and talk to this guy about his own abs. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Let's have a look. Happy International Men's Day, everyone. This is probably going to be the most <clears throat> drastic move I would have ever made to accomplish that look. My name is Jay Kuza. Jay Kuza, baby. I'm single. Bachelor here in Miami. I'm single. I work out six days work a week, out. and I'm going to get an ab sculpting procedure. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> oh, Yakub, Yakuza. Yakuza, what are you doing to yourself, son? See, here's the thing. Isn't... If you're going for an ab implant, doesn't doing this show, this this clip on the internet, doesn't that kind of negate the whole point of getting the ab implants in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, because obviously you want them, you'd want them to look natural, wouldn't you? 
you'd want them like is it going to look is it going to look like a fake breast thing now i'm not anti breast implants a lot of guys are a lot of guys are like no it's got to be natural all the time i'm like come on are you kidding me there's some fantastic fake tits out there don't be a bigot <laughs> that's some body positivity but you know you can tell right you can tell the difference if if you can tell the difference with fake abs what's the point in having them you know what I mean? <laughs> Jay Kuza in the house. An ab sculpting procedure. A six pack is going to feel great. I think men <laughs> sort of. A six pack would feel great if you earn it, I think. Like, because you'll feel great because you're healthy and you're fit and you're strong and you're at your peak level of physical performance, right? That's what feels great. Just having a fake, a fake abdomen put into your chest, that's not going to feel great. They're going to cut you open, man. They're going to cut you open and put shit in your body that ought not be there. <laughs> That's going to feel great. Oh, it's going to be very sore. <laughs> and it's probably going to look disastrous. It's going to feel great, man. I had the attitude 10, 20 years ago, what you see is what you get. Versus nowadays, that paradigm is changing. Male plastic surgery has tripled in the last 20 years. I, was, I, I watch like a lot of business documentaries because I'm a very boring person when we get down to the nuts and bolts of it. And I was watching this uh, business documentary on uh, one of the razor blade companies. and I can't remember which one. And there was a marketing like prodigy in this company who basically invented the entire male care range. So all of like the creams and the, because before that, um, the the selling to the male market was a very sterile exercise. It was a it was a proven money winner, but um, you know men just basically bought one razor and that lasted them a long time, longer than it should last them, and they weren't interested in the care products and stuff. So they were making five, ten times as much money from the women as they were for the men. And they wanted to obviously increase their profits. So they started to market the skincare ranges and the fashion razors and all of that shit. Like you don't need five razor blades on a razor. You don't need it. Um, if the, the See, the thing is, I, I, I'll let you in a little secret. I buy ladies' razors. You know why? They use better quality steel in ladies' razors than they do men's razors. That's a little, that's a little pro tip for you there. The ladies' razors last longer and they feel better because the steel's a better quality. Because they know they can put the cheap, shitty steel into the men's razors and the men will just use it anyway because it says it's a man's razor. But the women are far more fussy when it comes to their razors. Like, they find a brand and if it works for them, they'll stick to it. And they're not going to put up with shitty steel that uh, cuts their skin and gives them a rash and doesn't last long. You know what I mean? Women will just women will go across and just buy something else instead. So they have to work a lot harder to keep the women's um, you know interest in their product. But for the men, all you got to do is put like you know brute force male razor, and men will line up and buy it whether it's shitty or not. <laughs> so go the female razor when you want to shave. You'll have a far better shave. Trust me. <clears throat> So this marketing genius in this razor company came up, basically uh, engineered the entire male health range product lines and all of the skin creams and the razors and stuff. And 
it was invented out of nothing. There was no demand for it. It was just the marketing techniques they used and the way they implanted the messages in the in the uh, advertisements, the way they used celebrities. Remember Pierce Brosnan was up there flogging uh, facial cream and shit like that in the late 90s. So they invented this market out of nothing and now it's worth, you know, almost as much as the female market. It's quite incredible when you think about it. How we can just be pushed into things that we don't need and don't want and now we think it's essential when it's entirely, you know, uh, a creation of some marketing guru at some company who earns, you know, a million dollars a year. It's quite wild how we can be convinced of things so easily. Working in digital, you know, it's a young man's game or a young person's game. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're not looked at as qualified for a position because you've aged out of it. You see, Pina Shane in the chat. I have a $1.99 disposable razor that has lasted six months and seven more in the barrel. There you go. His, his razor um, rations are set for the rest of his life. One has lasted six months. My name is Justin. I'm 38 years old, and I'm looking to get PRP in my scalp for hair growth. Also, a little Botox in the forehead for a fine line. Oh. I don't agree with the Botox shit either. Any any time that you are injecting shit into your system that is not natural to your system, then there's a problem. You know what I mean? Friends of ours used to inject um, this this fucking weird like liquid dye shit into their skin to to make themselves look like they have a natural tan. And I was saying to them, you you realize what you're doing here is like really insane, right? Oh, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, if you want to get a tan, just sit in the sun for a while. That's how you get one. Oh, but I don't tan well in the sun. I burn. And I'm like, yeah, but you've got to build up your tolerance to the sun over a period of time. Get more sun and you'll get more used to it. And then you won't burn as much and you'll tan more. No, no, no. Fuck that. I'm just going to inject dye into my skin and hopefully it turns brown. It's like, what? Like you, you are one step away from major body modification at that point. That's dangerous shit. You don't know what's in that stuff. It's toxic. And I was called an idiot. You don't understand. It's very safe. Blah blah blah. Oh no, everybody likes it. It's great stuff. Everybody's using it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then months later, it's like I've got this weird rash on my skin. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but I'm not an ass. I don't do. I told you so. I, 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 I'm the kind of guy that sits there and goes, oh really? That's weird. That's strange. I wonder where that came from. <laughs> anyway. And wrinkles. I got the four. Have you seen the eyeball tattoos? I have. That's another level. I was watching a video a couple of weeks ago of a woman who got eyeball tattoos and she went blind and she's like, well, I'm still glad I did it. But imagine that. Imagine you have your heart set on getting your eyeballs tattooed and then you never get to enjoy it because you go blind during the procedure. <laughs> You just have to take everybody's word for it that your eyeballs are in fact tattooed because you'll never know. You'll never see them. You can never look in a mirror and find out. What a nightmare that would be. <laughs> pack already, now I'm packed. But this little help was going to help me get the full six pack. Oh, it definitely is. Are they shaving his crotch there? That that looks like crotch shaving to me. This little help was gonna help me get the. F yeah, they're shaving. They're shaving his pubes there. Full six pack <laughs> in a lab setting. <laughs> it definitely is. 
Little man's uh, nothing wrong with a little man scaping from time to time. That's all right. Keep it trim. Cheating. I'll agree with them 100%, but I'm okay with it. A little manscaping is one thing. Um, getting fake abs injected into your chest is, I think, that's a whole nother level entirely. WWF Trump says, men nowadays are not the same men that I grew up with. No, that's definitely true. But I think that's this is what I was talking about before. I think the majority of men are. But there's a very, very small minority that just gets uh, pushed to the forefront as apparently is like, oh, this is the new culture. But just because they're trying to say that um, this is the new man and this is the new culture and this is what masculinity is now doesn't mean that we have to accept it. That doesn't mean that we have to get on board with this shit. Like they can try and normalize it and stuff and they they will influence people to go down this path. But see, I'm I used to get really angry about this shit, but... Now I've realized that the, the, the really there's no point to getting angry because people you'll just drive people to do it anyway. So I'm now at the stage where I'm like, well, as long as I don't do it, then fucking I don't care. If you want if you, if you want to you know pump toxic fluids into your fucking scalp for some kind of vanity project, then go for it, man. I don't care. But just when it turns bad and you st- you still feel depressed and you still feel like an asshole for doing it, then don't expect me to give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, what can we do at this point? They're going to do it anyway. It's like, it's like the, the transgender children and stuff. And they're, you know, they're putting their children on hormone therapy. If we, if we can't outlaw it, if we can't make it illegal, how can, what are we supposed to do? So now I'm just like, all right, you know what, if, if you're going to do this to your child and the child grows up hating you and hating themselves and something happens to them, it's like, well, that's life. You know what? People make mistakes all the time and you fucked up. So whatever, but I was like, don't, don't come to me later on. Like don't expect any sympathy. I, I'm beyond that now. I think it's, it's now beyond, it's now on us to just take care of our own tiny little universe and make sure that that doesn't get fucked up and let the rest of society rot. You know what I mean? Let, let them do what they want. Who cares? I mean, I would do things that other people disapprove of. You know, they're not banging down my door telling me to stop drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Thank God. Because <laughs> I've got to deal with this. Jay's apartment. Well, nice we're going to get a little ab sculpt in right here just to kind of mark the abs. Boom. Boom. Just suck from here mm. and suck from here. Just to tighten this up. It's got, it looks like there's a lot of mirror time, doesn't there? A lot of time spent looking in the mirror, assessing yourself in the mirror, rubbing your own belly in the mirror. Don't you think it's weird? See, this is why I can't go to the gym. It's, it's nothing to do with the exercise. It's the fact that there's guys standing around looking at themselves in the mirror. And I, I wouldn't be able to just sit there and not say something. I wouldn't be able to sit there and watch a guy looking at himself in the mirror, flexing in the mirror, rubbing his own abs in the mirror and say something like, you want to have sex with yourself, don't you? Like you, if you could, you would jump into that mirror right now and start, you know, vigorously pumping your own ass, wouldn't you? Like I, I couldn't help myself. That's more disturbing to me than the exercise stuff. And I'm not a big exercise guy to begin with. I'm, I'm more of a nicotine and caffeine guy myself. Absculting is going to definitely increase my confidence. I want to get it Why? done because... I've- Why do you think it's going to increase your confidence? 
Why do you think that would be the case? Like, why, why do you think that getting an artificial modification to your body to make it look like a natural, th- to make it look like you've done a lot of work to get abs, why do you think that that will make you feel better? It's kind of like if you get a video game and you beat it on God mode, like if you put the cheat codes in in order to win the game, sure, you might feel good that you won the game for a while, but you know deep down within yourself that that victory is hollow and empty and devoid of meaning. Right? Like if you're in if you're in a car race and every other car crash you're running last and every other car crashes into the wall and you finish first. Sure. You won the race, you're happy, you get to spray the champagne around, but deep down you know it's a hollow victory. Well, when I get these fake abs, I'll feel better about it. How do you know? Have you had fake abs before? Obviously not. How do you see just talk? What's increasing his confidence isn't the fake abs. It's the idea of the fake abs, right? Because he's already convinced that getting fake abs will make him feel better about himself. If it was the fake abs themselves, he would have to wait until he got the implants to say, I feel better about myself since I got the fake abs. So it's not the fake abs that are making him feel better. It's the idea of the fake abs that are making, because he's already feeling better now, talking about it. I will feel better when I get the fake abs. The fake abs are making me feel better. No, 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 no. Your idea of getting the fake abs is making you feel better. That's why you're getting them. You see the difference? It's all in the head, bro. It's all in the mind. The sooner you come to accept your downfalls, and the sooner you come to accept you know, the downsides of you, the person, your personality, your physical appearance, blah, 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 the happier you'll be. Exactly, original rev. It's a belief. It's fictional. It's not real. (laughs) The confidence you you are experiencing doesn't come from the fake abs that you haven't had implanted yet. It comes from the idea that you will have fake abs implanted. I know, it's very deep. Very philosophical stuff, but very simple once you think about it. I just feel like I've gotten into an age where uh, no matter how hard I diet, no matter how hard I exercise, I just haven't been able to get that look the way that I've wanted to. Yeah, it's called aging. And then, you know, you'll get the fake abs and you'll feel good. And then 10 years later, you'll be worried about some other thing, some other part of aging. Maybe your hairline starts to recede. Maybe you get more wrinkles under your eyes. I have um, a lot of wrinkles on the side of my eyes here. They call them laugh lines because I do laugh a lot. My wife always makes comments like, stop rubbing your eyes. You're giving yourself more wrinkles. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You're married to me now. You're fucked. You you can't go anywhere. (laughs) You know, if you divorce me, it's a sin, right? You're burning in hell. So So bring on the laugh lines. In Miami... This is a city where looks matter. So if you look good, things are going to open up for you. Move. (laughs) What do you think's going to open up for you? What do you think? Are you going to go to a job interview with no shirt on, you fucking idiot? (laughs) You know, it's it's like in this city, if you look good, things just open up for you, man. Like opportunities come knocking if you're looking good, you know. 
So what you gotta you gotta again, we'll use the bank analogy. You're gonna walk up to the bank teller and take your fucking shirt off. Hey man, it's like I'm looking good here. You got some money for me? You got some opportunities? Maybe he's just gonna take his shirt off and start wandering around outside of the production suites in Hollywood Boulevard, you know? <laughs> Yo, it's like you need to put me in this movie, man. Like it's like I'm looking good here. Things are gonna open up for me. I could just feel it. But how often are you going to be able to take your shirt off in a in a you know a casual setting in a business meeting? <laughs> just walk in with just a vest and a tie, no shirt. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure that I wanted to invest in this breakfast bar, but once that guy walked in, once that balding man in his late forties walked in with his fake abs, I I just had to feel different about the whole opportunity entirely. I wasn't interested in this business venture until I saw that guy's fake pecs. Now I'm on board. Here's a blank check. Take, please take my money. Would you like to host a TV show? Would you? Find that man. There's a man walking around on the street right now without a shirt. Go down there and sign him up. He needs to host a TV show immediately. He's going to be the new star in our romantic comedy. Get him in here. Did you see those fake abs? They were fucking magnificent. Anybody who's dedicated enough to implant fake abs into their own body obviously deserves opportunities in life. Fuck. So I got to pretty much take one antibiotic the night before and then the rest, uh, the anti-inflammatories. Ah, see? Now, time traveler New York, he's 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 onto it. You see what I'm saying, right? So he says, seems the fat guys were wiser. Remember the quiz I gave you? Who do you who would you rather be hanging out with? Who would you rather be spending time with? The morbidly obese fashionistas who consider themselves to be Instagram influencers, or the guys who get fake abs for opportunities, right? Huh? Huh? Fat guy every day of the week for me. He's the less disagreeable one. He's the less offensive one as far as I'm concerned. This guy's a fucking loser. (laughs) At least the fat guy knows who he is. The fat guy has accepted who he is. The fat guy is trying to change our perception to make, uh, you know, the morbidly obese fashion guy popular, which is never going to happen. But at least he's accepted his position as the morbidly obese fashion guy. This guy hasn't accepted shit about his own life. He can't accept the fact that he's getting old. He can't accept the fact that he's he doesn't have abs. He can't accept the fact that uh, opportunities aren't fucking throwing themselves at his feet. He hasn't accepted who he is. So he's trying to change it artificially. He thinks that getting fake abs is going to make him more confident. When the issue is much deeper than that, the fat guy who's a fashionista, who's an Instagram influencer, already has the confidence. In fact, he's got the confidence to get up on a pedestal and say to the rest of us, you will find me attractive, you bigot. You will find me sexy. I will be a fashion icon and you will drool over my man tits. That's confidence. That's real confidence. Look at all my boots. Look at my vests. I'm going to sit down and have three lunches today because fuck yeah, I can. I'm a confident, strong, empowered, obese model. Get the hell out of my way. 
He's the confident one. This guy isn't. It's fascinating, isn't it? Fat, skinny, good-looking, ugly. They're just, they're just ideas that float around. Saw a comment from General Eaton. Johnson, this presentation is going well. <laughs> Johnson, because Johnson is the guy that we refer to on this show who's always like the, the mid-level office guy. <laughs> He's getting shit on. Johnson, this presentation isn't going well. What do we do? Hold my shirt. <laughs> Johnson, we're losing this client. Wait a minute. Boom, 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 boom. You just caught a glimpse of my eight-man, like, hair coverage here. <laughs> you, you thought Robin Williams was hairy. <laughs> you know, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and the, the painkillers every four to six hours after. Um, but I plan on not using the painkillers too much. I'll probably just uh, take the pain. I'll take the pain because I'm a real man. I'm a tough guy. I'm going to take the pain because I'm a real man. We're two minutes in. I, I would say take the painkillers, man. Take a whole box of painkillers and then you might rethink this fucking idea. Working out is important. And if you don't think that I work out, well, you could just check all my shoes are workout shoes. Pretty much everything is for the gym. I dress for the gym all day, every day. He's got Let shoes too. He's got shoes too. Somebody, who was it in the chat a while ago who said, I bet you this guy has two dozen pairs of shoes as well. Whoever you are, you won 1,000 internets today. Fantastic pickup. Well done. Well done, sir. Or, or, or lady, whoever it was. Somebody predicted this guy would have a shoe collection. Absolutely sensational. Me right now, that's how I go to work. That's, how I, that's my daily routine. It's the gym, daily gym, routine. gym, gym. Everything in my life is, is a great place right now. The only thing that I think that I could do to just maybe give it a little bit more that final touch would be this. No. No. If, you, if you're going for fake abs, then your life is not... In, stop lying to yourself. That's the problem here. Stop lying to yourself. If you're getting fake abs, then you are not everything in your world is at a, right, it is a good place right now, except for this one thing. No, you're very far from being in a good place. Sir, you are going into a hospital where they are going to cut your chest open and put fake abs in you. This is not normal. This is not something that people do to feel better about themselves. Why don't you have why don't you have a bar of chocolate? That'll make you feel better. It's a lot fucking cheaper too. Come on, dog, time to step it up. You've been getting better, but we need more, 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 more. Let's go. More. Faster! What the fuck? I'll punch you in your fucking face. Let's go. Hurry up. Hurry up. Let's go. You're going to make it, but you got to keep going. Don't slow down at all. Let's go. Is, is, is this what personal trainers say to their clients? Do it or I'll punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> Jesus. That's confronting. No no wonder he feels like shit. <laughs> this guy's in his face six days a week going, you're a fucking loser. You fucking hurry up, you fucking piece of shit. I'll punch you in the fucking face, you loser, you motherfucker. He's like, you know what? I just have some confidence issues. I don't know where it stems from. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Maybe I need fake abs. Maybe then my personal trainer won't threaten to beat me up every day. <laughs> Come on. So are you trying to get rid of this? Oh, fat boy. Fat boy. Yeah, just so. Why do you think 
that I can't do. I haven't been able to get rid of this. We've been training how many years now? Years since I got here. Four years. Four years. Well, how about hire a new fucking personal trainer? Yo, see, yo, yo, see this fat here? I haven't been able to get rid of that. What's the problem there? How long we've we been training together? Four years? Sounds like a shitty employee, if you ask me. Sounds like a shitty personal trainer. What are you? Do what am I paying you for? If you have to pay a personal trainer for four years to get abs and you can't get abs and then you go and get fake abs, I would, I would go to the personal trainer first and say, maybe you're not living up to your end of the bargain. Maybe you should insult me less. Maybe you should threaten to punch me in the face less and focus more here on the belly part. Can we do that, please? Four years of work and no abs. Maybe the guy's just a shit trainer. Who knew? He stuck with him for four years, though. That's a very man thing to do. It's like, yeah, but I don't want to get another one, you know? I'm used to it. I'm used to this guy. I'm just going to stick with it, whether he's good or not. On and off. So, so that's what do you think is the reason why? <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Briggs in the chat. I pay him to verbally abuse me. My life is great. <laughs> Everything's where it should be. <laughs> you got to be consistent. You ain't built for it, though. You ain't tough enough. It's cool. You ain't tough surgery. enough. You ain't tough I mean, enough. Listen, I'm not consistent enough. You, you want to be lazy? I don't, yeah. I'm not consistent enough. I am lazy. I, I do want instant gratification. I'm okay with it. 2019 yeah, is the I way think, of the world, I huh? think I did train a lot. And I think for as hard as I've trained, I should probably have gotten rid of this. Couldn't I believe. I mean, that's, that's your belief. That's my belief. Some people. So why, why are you paying this guy if you're going to argue with him? I've now flip-flopped on the personal trainer. Now the personal trainer is saying, no, you just haven't worked hard enough and you're lazy. He's like, yeah, but I think I have worked hard enough and I should have got rid of this by now. That's what I believe. And he's like, yeah, that's your belief. Doesn't mean it's fucking real. <laughs> so I'm going to get fake abs. Okay. But it's harder than others. One more. Get your ass up there, motherfucker. Good. Good money. Good job. I ain't... Sound like to me you're giving up. Sounds to me like I'm just going to improve myself so I can continue building on that. I'm demotivated. You're demotivated? Demotivated. Do you know how demotivated it is to work out like this every day with you? And then to not be able to look in the mirror and say, damn, where, where's the six-pack at? Again, too much mirror work. Too much looking in the mirror. Don't look in the mirror, sir. Look in here. Look in here. <laughs> You'll find salvation within, not without. Stop looking to the mirror to find confidence. Look in your heart. Look in your heart. More work. Huh? More work. Got to put in more work. How much more work can I put? That's how you get up. I get up at 8 in the morning every day. So get up at 5. But I may start going to sleep later now. For what? I have a new business that I'm getting into, and it's going to require me to stay up late. Right now. Do your push-ups. 900 push-ups. Okay. But I can't plan for that. Yeah, I can't can. see it's guaranteed that I'm going to be able to Nothing do that. Nothing in life is guaranteed. This ain't. He's an excuse maker. He's making excuses. The truth comes to the fore. The truth bubbles to the surface. I just have this weird body thing where I can't have abs. What time are you getting up? 8 o'clock? Get up at 5.30. Do 900 push-ups every day. Uh, yeah, but I can't because, you know, I'm going to be on call for the business and stuff. I think I'll just go with the fake implants. Thanks anyway, though. Guaranteed. Go faster. Manhattan, huh? Who would have thought? What are the odds? And this is me. <laughs> a little heftier days. Sans beard. With Ooh. my chin kind of inflamed because he just did Kybella. So. 
would society be better if we were all judged by the character, our character and our inner beauty? Yes. But I think, you know, it's not the reality. There is a reality that depending on the industry you work in, you have- No, you make your own reality. You make your own fucking reality. That's how it works. If you've got people in your life who judge you poorly based on how you look, then you get rid of those people. If you want to be judged on your character, then you make sure that you're a good character. If you want to be judged on your personality, make sure you have the kind of personality that makes other people like you, right? Be a nice guy. If you want to be judged on being a nice guy, be a nice guy. You make, you make it for you. If, if it's in your head that um, you're getting judged constantly because you've got a little bit of a belly, then that's how you that's the reality that you'll have. If you've got it in your head that nobody really gives a fuck if I'm a few pounds overweight and I don't care either because, you know, I'm a nice guy and I'm enjoying life, then that's the reality you'll have. There aren't people in your face every day telling you to lose weight. There aren't there the society isn't I mean, have you not fucking looked at the statistics? We are fatter than we have ever been in the history of humankind. The obesity rates in western countries are like over 50% now. There are more fat people than there are skinny people. And you think society is like prejudiced against the fat people? What fucking planet are you living on? Society is built for the fat people. Society caters to the fat people because the fat people are running society. There are more fat people in society than there are fit people and you think the fit people are prejudiced against the fat people. What fucking planet are you on, bro? Come on. Nobody cares if you're five pounds overweight. We don't care that half of the population is 50 pounds overweight. You are nothing. It's like a narcissism. Like, oh, everybody's looking at me. Everyone's judging me. Everyone's worried about me. They think I'm fat. They're judging me. They're looking at how I look. I need to change. No, nobody cares about you. Nobody cares what you eat. Nobody cares if you're a little bit overweight. You are an irrelevant speck. You are a pimple on the asshole of time. Everybody's doing their own thing. It's time to wake up. Oh, the reality is it's a very judgmental society. The reality is that uh, if people could judge me on my character instead of how I look, then that would be great. But that's just not the reality. Maybe people are judging you on your character and they don't like the fact that you are the person you are. Constantly worried about how you look, how you've, you know, you, 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 me, 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 me. Maybe they don't like that. Maybe you've got it all wrong. Maybe there's some wires crossed there. Who knows? Perhaps. Well, perhaps not. To look a certain way. And, you know, I work in the media industry. It's great to be, uh, have a younger look. <laughs> there's the problem. He works in the media. <laughs> there's seldom there's seldom a collection of more judgmental assholes on planet earth than in the media <laughs> so this is something that i just want to do uh, partly to fit in doing them gives me self-confidence to go out there and be successful in the interview process or be successful in pitching business because in my head i look good and <sighs> it's not what people think about me but it's what i think about myself oh 
how you doing? Bullshit. Good to see you. Bullshit. Oh, it's the first time here, right? I know. Wait, I got off at 2B. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. It's nice to the stairs. Oh, now that's bad. Now she's exhausted. I always love these little awkward moments where the camera's there and they try to act, just act natural. Pretend like the camera's not here. Hey, brother and sister. Hey, what's up? You know, I couldn't find the apartment. I was like, oh, yeah, 2B. I went to the wrong one. Oh. God. <laughs> very, very convincing. Well played. Well, thanks for coming to cook with me. Um, yeah. What are we cooking? Pork belly? That's yeah, a good start. Lines right here. Something a little see? Botox. Like, Raise you your eyebrows. Oh, they're not cooking. They're, they're putting a packet of pork bellies in a microwave. Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> I just need more. I just need more Botox injected into my face, and then I'll feel better. Did you bring over dinner? I did. We're gonna we're gonna nuke this packet of pork in the microwave and sit down and chow on it. Sounds good. Sounds good. You know what? I'll feel better about myself uh, when I get some more toxins injected into my skin. I think that's the way to go for me. Uh, can you pass the microwave pork belly, please? Thank you. Have you got the apple sauce? Mm, nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to Dr. Rowe, and he has like this whole man yeah. cave where it's like all the colors are like so manlike, okay. and it's like man great. And, it's better know, than being around women. Oh yeah, we got the whiskey. It's like everything <laughs> we need. And and the guy behind the counter, he's also a man. So, okay, so it's not, not like I can be like. Oh, yeah. I just love being surrounded by men. I want to look better so I can get myself a female, but I feel the I feel best when I'm around other men. <laughs> get this botox you know you, you yeah. say what you <laughs> i'm sorry no 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 i'm not having this if there is a man cave and they're discussing botox it ceases to be a man cave at that point at that very point it then becomes a you know a clinic this is not a man cave this is a clinic sir if there is a man cave situation and i sit down grab myself a whiskey we sit down put the game on or something and my friend starts talking to me about botox i'll be like what the fuck are you doing in the man cave this is this is the place. This is the kind of conversation that belongs at the salon, not the man cave, bro. Come on. Do you want to get it? So I, I think it's great that you invest in your self maintenance, and when yeah. everyone else, our friends and family who are our age, are old and wrinkly, we'll be young and youthful forever. That's what I'm talking about. At least. <laughs> we'll be young and youthful forever. Have you not seen sure? <laughs> Young and youthful forever, huh? Well, you keep reaching for that rainbow. <laughs> you live that dream. Good for you. Because it's always the validation, isn't it? The pats on the back. Oh, no, I think, it's, I think it's a good thing that you're getting foreign objects injected into your face. I think that's great. It's, you'll look young and beautiful forever. Thanks, sis. Turn back, turn back the clock. We'll be like, <laughs> yeah, turn back the clock, baby. That's right, that's right. Turn back. No, that's not how it's going to work. How it's going to work is in 15 years when your plastic surgery looks young but the rest of your body looks old, people will laugh at you and you'll feel even worse. That's what's going to happen, unfortunately. You'll look like a fucking train wreck. You'll look like melted plastic in 15 years. And this confidence that you think you're going to get from having plastic injected into your body now, in 15 years from now, will be the bane of your existence. You'll be doing everything you can to hide it, to cover it up, to mask it. You might even get it removed.
That's how. That's what's going to happen. You're not going to look young and beautiful forever. No, sir. You're going to look like a plastic statuette that was thrown into a fire. Clack. <laughs> Here we go. The procedure. I want to see them cut this bastard open. I want to see them butcher this prick. <laughs> I hope we get to see it. I want to see a scalpel. Nice. Right, sounds good. How are you? Nice on? to see you. How's everything? Good. And you? Good. How have you been? I'm good. You ready everything. for today? I'm the doctor looks like he's had a little work done, doesn't he? Where is he? Look at that. I would walk in there, one look at this guy, and I'm fucking straight out the back door. Like, no thanks. No thanks. I don't want to look like a, a shoddy Elvis impersonator. Thank you very much. Is, is that hair even real? It looks like a mold. Uh, ready for today? I'm ready. You excited? Yeah, super excited. I think you're a great candidate for this. You've been <clears throat> taking good... Now give me money. <laughs> you know, I don't just perform life-altering body modifications on anyone. I'm very selective. Uh, have you filled out your insurance slip, by the way? Good, good. Uh, did you bring your credit card? Excellent. Well, I just want to let you know that you are the perfect candidate. You are the perfect candidate for this treatment. Very exclusive treatment. <laughs> Such bullshit that they tell these people. You carry yourself. You're lean. You've got really good muscle mass, but sometimes getting that added definition in the abdomen, it's tough to do yeah. unless you're really, really, really strict about your diet. It's really tough to do. Here we offer simple solutions. Here we offer the easy way out. And as a, as a man, one man to another, I can tell that you are the perfect candidate for the easy option. <laughs> Lucifer in the chat. A, a drug dealer is more ethical. <laughs> sometimes that's very difficult to do. Yeah, so today hard. we're going to unmask that muscle tone and create a little bit of, of definition. Good comment in the chat from uh, Jennifer Briggs. That V-neck though, it, like that doctor's coat, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like your standard uh, lab coat setup, does it? It's got to show off that chest. Got to show off a little bit. Got to have that little tuft of chest hair coming up the top. Show he's a real man. Of our own. Nice. Got his big gold watch on <laughs> just to show that his clients that he's really successful at taking their money. Okay. Yeah, and we'll get rid of those love handles okay. too. So okay. it's going to be great. It's You'll have a couple great. little very small incisions. They'll be low in the pubic area, mm. one inside the belly button, and a couple uh, on your sides. Mm. Okay, and that's for us to get the cannulas in. And Let's see him. I want to see him suck the fat out of this that, guy. That, Let's that, go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so the next step is uh, we, we got to do some markings. Okay. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with this guy's body. Like objectively, have a look at. There's nothing wrong with this dude. There's, there's, I don't know. Like, I, there's a, there's a sick thing happening here. I, I just want to be perfect. I want to be perfect. And I don't care if it's fake perfection. That'll make me feel better about myself. Look, look at this guy's body. He's got a great body. It's like, why, why are you letting people cut you open? There's something else going on here. This is more than just body image stuff. This is, there's something deeper here. Real tight. Wow, you've got 
got great, great abs under here. Yeah. We can just leave you like that. Yeah, I'm good. I see the mirror. Again with the fucking mirror. Again with the mirror. He turns, there's one mirror in this room and he found it as soon as he walked in. Couldn't wait to turn to the mirror, get the fucking guns out. Look at these pythons here. Huh? Huh? Enough with the mirrors. If I was this guy's mate, I would, I would go to his house and say, we are taking every mirror out of your house. You've had enough mirror for one lifetime. Maybe if you didn't look in the mirror so much, you'd feel better about yourself. Jesus Christ. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. See you on the other side. We'll see you back then. Okay, let's cut him open now. Show show me kitties in the chat. Women won't respect this. He is fine the way he is. If you want abs, go build a fucking house. Unfortunately, he lives in a high rise in Florida. He lives like on the top on the top floor of some shitty apartment building. The apartment building, which is so white, it burns the retinas in your eyeballs when you look at it in the sun. I mean, he's got problems. He's got serious problems. Like I said at the start of the show, I'd rather the obese, uh, you know, Instagram influencer who wants to be a fashion icon. At least he knows who he is. He's comfortable with who he is, and he can tell you the best steakhouse in the city. Let's go. I want to see some blood. This better be worth it. Take three really deep, big, deep breaths. Okay? I'm giving you the medicine that makes you go completely asleep. Okay? Big breath. Let me see. That's good. That's really good. Really, really good. Oh, yeah. Look at them jabbing into him. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just want to feel better about myself. You know, I just I just think like everything's going really well in my life. And if I just get this one extra thing done, then I'll have all the boxes ticked and I'm, I'm just going to feel so much better about myself. It's like, all right. Uh, let's drug this guy and start jabbing him with a fucking steel prod. <laughs> All right, let's suck the let's suck the fat out of his guts now. I'm just gonna feel so much. This is such a life changing moment for me. I feel so much better. I'm so much more confident now. Fucking look at this. <laughs> A bucket of fat. (laughs) This is just what I needed. This is just what I needed to change my life. Look at that. Oh, yeah, baby. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm getting fucking hungry here. Fantastic stuff. Mmm. Just feel so much better about myself now. <laughs> what a sad individual. <laughs> Two hours. Oh, that's a big bucket of fat. Stitch him up. So we put his fake abs in. 
Thank you, everyone. I, I, I bet you it looks fucking ridiculous. Like, it has to, right? It's going to look insanely bad. Oh, shit, where were we? Okay, let's see the reveal, shall we? Okay, we're doing before and afters now. This will be good. Four. Ah! <laughs> he looks like he's dying. <laughs> that right there, you can't see it if you're listening to the podcast, but this guy's abs, he now has the male equivalent of Tory spelling cleavage where it's all, like, disjointed and fucking lopsided. It doesn't look good, bro. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it never looks good when these people get this shit done. You know what I mean? Like, have they not done any research? I've never seen one of these kinds of procedures or one of these kinds of before and after where they actually look better after. You know what I mean? And it's like, did you not Google this shit before you went through it? I think they convince themselves that it looks better afterwards to save themselves the embarrassment of realizing that they've just paid $10,000 to be butchered on an operating table. They have to convince themselves that it looks better. I mean, we already discussed it. He was already convinced before he had the operation that it was going to be better, that he was going to have more confidence. So the abs themselves are arbitrary. The abs have nothing to do with this transaction. It's all about the idea of getting the abs in the first place that makes him feel better about himself. And it better. That better be the case because if this is the reality post-op, then fucking God help us because that's, that's horrifying. It looks like he's been in a car accident and they've stitched him up. Doesn't look good at all, man. What's happening here around the navel? Look underneath here. I can see the two big indentation. It looks like he's had a cesarean. <laughs> it doesn't look natural. It never looks natural. There are so many things that we can do with modern science and medicine and stuff which blow people's minds. We can grow, we can grow ears on the back of rats but we can't make you look like a fit guy. Sorry. We can't make your abs look natural. It's not going to happen. We can't, we can't reach that rainbow, sir. Let's see how he feels. Oh, no. Now we're going, now we're going to the other guy. The guy is getting Botox injected into his face. Into his scalp, sorry. Justin, how are you doing? I'm how Dr. You doing Dr. Rowe. Rowe. The clubhouse. It sounds sounds like a medical facility, doesn't it? The clubhouse. Welcome to the clubhouse. Thank you very much. What the clubhouse is, is a cosmetic office for men. The medical man cave. First thing. <laughs> the medical man cave. <laughs> this is all, this is just all marketing, right? This is all marketing. <laughs> the, the people who work at the clubhouse have never seen a man cave in their fucking life. This is what they think a man cave is. <laughs> having, having hideous decor 
and paintings that are of no relevance to anything whatsoever. Where's the where's the swimsuit calendar? Where's the pool table? Where's the widescreen TV to watch football? That's that's man cave stuff. Where's the bar fridge stocked with beer? Now we're talking man cave. What the hell is this? You can see are snakeskin covered walls. Snakeskin covered walls? In a man cave? Nay. That's not a thing. <laughs> Street art, a bar. Okay, the bar. We'll take the bar. Deep leather sofas. We'll take the bar. Bright red, obnoxious carpet. But it's a waiting room. <laughs> it's a waiting room. It's a man waiting room. We're going to see what. Uh, He's very proud of himself. Are, Sounds good. And we're going to make you happy. Great. Let's go. Have you been all good? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, I'm really interested in trying the PRP again in the scalp. Uh, I see. A, again, like again, again. I'm going back to the well. You know, you know, the drastic surgical option that I took the first time didn't really work. So let's do it again. It's like if mild socialism isn't working, socialists will turn around and say, you know what? This needs more socialism. The socialism isn't working because we haven't done enough socialism to it yet. Oh, the, the drastic surgery didn't really work. So I think I should do it again. Right. Right. Sure. Okay. Sure thing. We wait cigars in a doctor's office. That would be something. Progress. Yeah. There. I think, you know, since the last time I was here, I'm getting a little fine lines right up here. And I was thinking that. maybe just a little Botox. Uh... You hearing this? Can't you go? Can't you get go old with dignity? Like I said before, I've got lines on my face, like laugh lines on the side of my eyes. I've got lines on my forehead and stuff. I am, you know, closer to forty than I am to thirty now. That's to be expected. Lines tell a story. You know what I mean? You you don't want to look plastic. It's not going to make you feel better. Exactly. It, it will never end. I'll just get one more procedure. I'll just get one more thing done. I'll just have a few more lines taken out here. Next thing you know, you're a 60, one of those monstrosities nearing 60 that doesn't even look like a human being anymore. That's where you'll end up. It, it never ends with just one thing. That's a great thing you suggest. For. You know, it would be good to, uh, you know, just bring your brow up. Bring your brow up. Oh. Make a mean face. Now give me a little smile. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little Botox in your brow. I always tell my patients, you can never have too much Botox. Botox in a four. <laughs> yes! I, I always tell my, I always tell my pay pigs, I mean clients, I mean patients. I always tell my patients that you can never have too much Botox. You can come back every day if you want and hand over the money <laughs> you can never have too much botox <laughs> let's let's back it let's back a fucking tanker up to this guy sir the check cleared how much do you want give me the fucking lot you can never have too much botox <laughs> this guy's a professional he has your well-being at heart he cares about your well-being you can exactly upsell that sucker. Would you like some Botox in your ass, sir? 
I think we've discovered one square inch on your body that we haven't injected yet. Can I interest you in a yes, please? <laughs> you can never have too much Botox. Holy shit. We'll also they, treat just, they just come out and say it, though. Like, like it's a good thing. I tell my patients that they can never have too much drastic invasive surgery. Too much is not enough. There's, there's a, there's a sinister, uh, sinister side to this. They feed on depression. They feed on anxiety. They're not out there trying to make people feel better. They're out there to get paid. The more miserable society gets, the richer these guys get. The more depressed society is, the happier they are. It's, it's leeching, right? Imagine waking up every morning knowing that your livelihood depends on a certain amount of people each day feeling terrible. Like, yes, society's in a bad way. People are concerned with how they look. People, people want drastic surgery. Fuck, I feel good. What a great day. Today, there was 20 people who came in who hate themselves. God, I had a good day. God, I feel good. I just made another down payment on my yacht. What a tremendous day at the office, honey. Today, a guy came in who was crying in my arms, talking about how he has no self-confidence, he can't find a woman, and he hates the way he looks, and he wants to kill himself when he looks in the mirror. Jeez, I had a good day. <laughs> Jeez, I feel great. Imagine being that person. Ella, which is the 11s, the corners of the eyes will go after, just give you a nice little smile line and make yourself comfortable here and we'll get all set up. All right. Thanks all a right. lot. Make yourself comfortable in the man cave, bro. One, two, three, little pinch. Now here are your red cells. Here's the white cells, this kind of tan color. That's all the platelets. And that's what we're going to inject into your scalp and use that to uh, help regenerate and keep the hair growth going. Right. Shave your head. Shave your head. I have a full I have a full thick head of hair. Obviously, I mean I'm a very hairy individual. Look at that. I'm a very hairy guy. So I have a very full, thick, chestnut brown head of hair. And I shave my head. My wife says it's a crime against humanity for me to shave my head. She also hates it when I shave my beard, because I hate having a beard. It irritates me. After two or three days, I've got to shave that shit off. She often says, I want a real man, not a little boy. Grow your hair, grow your beard. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I want to look like a penis with eyebrows. <laughs> Clean and fresh, hairless, like a cancer patient. That's my go. That's how I want to get around. That's what makes me feel good. Can I get some Botox injected into my face, please? Yes, sir. You can never have too much Botox. Two months or about a month, you'll start seeing hair growth. Now what we're going to do, we're going to focus on your forehead, mm -hmm. your glabella, or the area between your the glabella. eyes, and the corners of the eyes, the uh, crow's feet. Uh, Great. Oh, come on, bro. What are you doing? Do you not see what they're doing to you here? 
Happy International Men's Day, everybody. Your glabella, or the area between the eyes, and then the corners of the eyes, the uh, crow's feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, get that sucker in. I now have five lumps on my head that looks like I've smashed my head into a brick wall repeatedly. I feel fucking great. I've never felt better. Give me a smile. Okay, now raise your brow. Mean face. Fucking okay, ridiculous. Great. Congratulations. Thank you very Congratulations. much. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hat on All to right. cover up my Thank shitty work. Thanks a lot, Dr. Have a good day. Yes. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> we gonna see a before and after on this guy? Men in general are more comfortable getting these procedures done because, you know, there are pressures for us as well. No. Uh <laughs> no. No. That's all bullshit. That is all bullshit. I know look, looks looks can be important, but if you're a man, you're lucky. You're lucky. Here's the thing. If you're not an attractive man, you can still get a good-looking girl. You've either got to have money, be funny, or have a huge dick. <laughs> One of those three. Now, if you can't make money and you can't be funny and you don't have a huge dick and you're ugly, then I don't know what to do for you. Learn, pick up a joke book, learn some jokes, study, study in school, get a good paying job. No, 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 fuck all that. I think I'm going to head down to the medical man cave and get some strange guy, some strange guy with a degree on the wall somewhere, I suspect. And I'm going to get him to inject plastic into my face. That's what that's going to make the difference for me. I won't bother like trying to improve anything tangible in my life. I'll just get some uh, toxic fucking fluid from an unknown source pumped into my into my skull. That's what's going to make the difference for me. Then I'll be on. Then I'll be on easy street. Then I'll be having to beat the girls off with a stick. I'll be so fucking popular. I'll get that big promotion down at the office. Next thing you know, two years from now, if I get the Botox in my face, two years from now, I'll be driving around in my Ferrari on the boulevard. I'll have supermodels blowing me at the traffic lights. It's going to be fucking great, man. All I need is that Botox injected into my skull. That's what's going to make the difference in my life. Jesus Christ, man. Happy International Men's Day, everybody. That brings us to the end of the show for another night. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well, I guess the men won't be too happy with you. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button in your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to inject Botox into my face, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends at real person PLTCS at ChrisMC44 at YCensored underscore... Until tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, 6 p.m. Got so much more stuff to get through. Stay calm. Stay rational. God bless. I'll see you soon. I'll be on in the morning. If you follow at the starting block at about 3.30 a.m., you can watch the replay later on if you wish. Got a big reveal, a big celebrity endorsement coming on the starting block in the morning. You'll be pleased to know. So if you want to stay tuned for that, then please do. But until next time, guys, I'll uh, be good. Be good. Don't get shit pumped into your face. And I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.